Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Welcome in to a Monday edition of the BSN Broncos podcast. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens here in the BSN Broncos podcast. As always, is presented by Elixinol. Don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former quarterback for the Broncos, Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's hemp balm, a topical pain reliever that's just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase will go to a non-profit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. And a quick shout out to the folks who were down at the Avs watch party on Saturday night that came up and said they were listeners of our podcast too. We can all get along. <laughs> we love the Avs, Ryan. We absolutely love the Avs. And boy, do we love them now. What drama is happening at the Pepsi Center right now? Man, I mean, first of all, you get that amazing OT winner from Nathan McKinnon, which I called on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Did you? Yep, I got a lot of credit for that. <laughs> oh, wow. I was off by three minutes, but everything else I, I had right. Oh, you cut. So did you call that it was me, Nathan? So I said, McKinnon, top shelf in the first five minutes. And it was like eight minutes. Wow. Was it top shelf? It was definitely top <laughs> shelf. Nasty top shelf. Uh, and then yesterday, I was feeling myself, so I responded to that tweet, and I said, I'm predicting the Rockies win by three-plus runs behind a Marquez gem. And it was a Marquez gem, that's for sure. And, and the they Rockies won 4-0. Wow. So I'm feeling a little bit. I, I, don't ask me to make any predictions yet because it has to be the right time and the right place. But I will be making more predictions to see if I can get my heat on. Well, this is the right time and the right place for you to make your prediction. Broncos at 10. Um, and no, it's not. I'm not making it until the day of the draft. So are you? will you be making a prediction about the Avs tonight? If if the feeling's right. <laughs> it's all about the feeling. Because that's interesting. So you did an overtime one, and then you did just a game in general one. Yep. Mm. And uh, in fact, a listener of this podcast um, reached out to me when I put out the tweet and said, I'm betting on this. Ooh. And he said, don't worry if, if, if we lose. I pretty much bet on every game anyway. But we won. And then he, he uh, sent me today, uh, like, you're the sage. I'm going to donate $50 of my winnings to a charity of your choice. Whoa, that is so, too cool. So you better, keep the, you better keep it going. I'm using you're, my powers for good. You're a charitable man, Ryan. I know. So anyways, um, shout out to the people who came up. It's nice 
when ever when when you meet people who are a fan of all the sports because for some odd reason it doesn't happen as much as it should why can't we be I, I don't know. I am. <laughs> well, we love all the Denver sports. Yeah. Brandon Spano yesterday was like, dude, you literally watch everything. If it's the Masters, you're up watching the Masters. If it's the NCAA tournament, you got to watch the NCAA tournament. If it's the World Cup, you got to watch the World Cup. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I, sports are the best thing on TV no matter what time it is, even if it was 7 o'clock on Sunday night last night. And gosh, this is the best time. To be a Denver sports fan right now, and to be uh, a be to be on our bandwagon with us at BSN. Oh you, yeah, you got you've got everything. Hey, the Rockies are on a one game win streak. Yeah, <laughs> Arenado's hit a home run in one straight game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it really is an, a fantastic time because the the Broncos coverage never slows down, and all three other teams are in full swing right now. I mean, and two of the four are in full full swing in the playoffs. So. And you got Kale McCarr making his debut tonight, who I specifically remember I was at the Avs draft party that we threw that night at Blake Street Tavern. And I remember AJ telling me, like, they got to draft Kale McCarr at four. He's going to be there, and he's going to be sick. And now it looks as if they – at this point, it looks as if they may have made the best pick in that draft. What is the NFL equivalent to what is going on with Kale McCarr? Wow. Uh, it. it it doesn't really add up because the seasons don't match up as closely, but it would essentially be Dwayne. It's really tough to do. I don't, don't want to say quarterback, so it had to be like a pass rusher. It, 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 Which is fair just, as a defenseman. Just to make it make more sense, it's as if Von Miller played in the national championship for Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and then the next day signed a contract with the Broncos, and then the day after that, played in their wild card game yep oh and by the way he won the heisman right before that so he played in the national championship (laughs) the next day he uh no the day before the the national championship he won the heisman played in the national championship the next day lost unfortunately the next day signed a contract with the broncos the day after that played in the playoff game could you imagine it's unbelievable (laughs) And I'll be in the house tonight looking oh, to hug some strangers, man. baby. In the can. I was hugging strangers at the watch party, <laughs> whether they liked it or not. I picked a grown man up <laughs> and spun him around. So you're strong is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm pretty strong. <laughs> My back kind of hurts, but otherwise I'm all right. It, if, if you're with BSN people, they're not strangers. No, it's no, It's all no, family. family. Completely. That's very true. Uh, anyways, the Broncos made a massive announcement today as they have given us the New Jersey numbers for the players on the team and we'll read them all for you guys but ryan i gotta get your take what's your favorite give me one the best move here let me just look over all of them because what there's about 10 new players numbers announced and then four players change numbers the best move was isaac yadam Mm. going from number 41 to number 26 Welcome he went, to the big time. Yep. He went from backup to starter level level player just right there. He did. Absolutely. And Devontae Bosby, uh, the, the guy the Broncos signed from the AAF, took his number. And that kind of makes sense. That shows exactly how they view him. Okay. You, you are now the fifth cornerback. And then next year, maybe you'll change to, I don't know, 23. Yep. The worst move here, I got to get that too. Mm, that's, that's a more important one. The worst one... Has to be 
whoever Don Barclay is, <laughs> getting number 67. That is a terrible number. That's either a, a liquor name or like a ski company name. Something's going on there. A clothing company. To me, it just sounds like a character in a movie. <laughs> it does. The movie of... It's probably in the movie of Vic Fangio, Rich Gangarello, and Ed Donatel. And they're the mafia. And... To me, Don Barclay sounds like the hitman. <laughs> Maybe that's what he'll be for the Broncos at 67. They're like, if this guy doesn't shut up, man, we're going to have to stick Donnie Barclay on him. <laughs> well, it would fit. Yeah. It'd fit what's going on in Denver with this coaching staff. It, it, I think that's why he's on the team. He's the hitman. <laughs> I, although I, I just guessed by his uh, number that he's an offensive lineman. I would think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I guess he likes to hit people. And you have Joe Flacco, not a new number, but a new color. He'll still be wearing number five. How much do you think he gave Garrett Grayson to go from five to two? Zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> he didn't He didn't even have to interact with them. The Broncos no. just came in one day. They took Garrett Grayson's little card at his locker out, and they took it from five, and they put in two, and then they took his jersey, they put it in Joe's locker, and they took a new one and put it in his. And I bet Garrett's probably okay with that. Garrett... Didn't even notice. <laughs> because he's got a locker, unlike his AAF team. Was he in it? He was in the AAF for a he hot was. sec? He was. I know he, he signed with an AAF team right when they started. I don't, I don't know if he lasted. And that didn't... I thought NFL players weren't allowed to play in the AAF. Gosh, that's a good question. Maybe because he was practice squad? Maybe right. not. I don't know. I'll take your word I for it. I swear he was. All right. Anyways, uh, you've got Brennan Langley who goes from 27 to 12. Not a fan of the move, but he had to move from 27. I just don't like 12. Bubba Caldwell? Yeah, it's always like some scrub receiver. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe that he thinks that's his shot at being the fifth guy. Maybe he's honoring his uh, fellow classmate, Paxton Lynch. <laughs> not a good route to go down. No, definitely not. Uh, Sam Jones, interesting here. I don't understand the move, but... Uh, he goes from number 70 to 77. Mm, Juwan James probably paid him a few bucks to do that as he takes over number 70. Wouldn't you think it in that situation yes. there'd be a few bucks? Yep, that is an exchange of, of cash. If I'm Sam Jones, I'm taking it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, I think 70 is a better number than 77. So I guess you have, to, you have to give up a little bit. But 77 isn't bad. For a guard, it's interesting. Double Elways. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other ones here, Kareem Jackson will wear 22. I get bad Tremaine Brock vibes from that, but mm. otherwise it's a good number. Bryce Callahan, 29. Again, do you, do you think of Bradley Roby or do you think pretty good number? Because I, I think actually pretty good number. 29 is a fantastic number. Yeah, it, that he's going to do that number right. I think so. Uh, you have Aaron Burbage coming in at 13, Ryan. Make sure, you, make sure you don't forget that one. Not a person. <laughs> Fred Brown, wearing ah, 19. Also not a person. <laughs> Horace Richardson is wearing number 27. Uh, an interesting number to take, obviously. So he's a corner. He is a corner. <laughs> yep. This was Vance's guy last year. They brought him in at the week 17. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I mean... Maybe he had to do whorish things to get 27. <laughs> wow. And we'll round it out with Craig Mager wearing number 49. Uh, uh, okay. Fitting? Wait, Craig Mager was around, wasn't he? He was. He's a guy. Yep, He's real. He is a guy. All right. Now wearing 49. That is bad. He is a corner also, isn't he? 
Oh, I hope not. At 49? He could Maybe be. Maybe I'm confusing him with someone else. That was a, a, just a scrub last year. I think year. he may be, though. I don't think 49's <laughs> even allowed him, so maybe he had to change positions. They're like, uh, you're a linebacker now. Or that's just his uh, training just, camp number. Like, you got to make the team to get a right. real number. Just like Phil. Don't forget what Phil's first number was. Garrett Grayson's famous <laughs> number two. Is Garrett Grayson going to have the same rise? No. Oh, okay. If he makes the team... The Bronco, uh, I mean, I guess Kevin Hogan. <laughs> wasn't Kevin Hogan number eight? Number That's eight? That's what he wasn't called. I think so, yeah. Did okay. someone take that? No, oh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kale yeah. McCarr did. <laughs> That's why it was in my head. <laughs> a lot of number news today. A lot of numbers. All right. Well, that uh, concludes our segment, breaking <laughs> down the Broncos' numbers. <laughs> we know who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Yes, we do. I mean, I instantly knew Isaac Adams. Isaac Adams is the number one one where I'm like, oh, shit, he's good now. Mm. Excuse my French. <laughs> Just giving you the real reaction I had. <laughs> um, all right. As we move on here, Zach, you told me that you woke up on a certain side of the bed today. I actually, it started before I woke up, Ryan. Apparently this weekend, in my sleep, I was sleep talking about quarterbacks and linebackers. Now, I didn't get the inside scoop on if I was mentioning names and, and places and people, but the that reason... That would have been really pertinent information. <laughs> what the heck? I think it was just quarterbacks and linebackers. You were just like, quarterback, <laughs> linebackers, <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, you're like rolling and over. And, <laughs> and the reason for that is I just I had a great conversation with my dad the night before where I got clarity, and it was with quarterbacks and linebackers. And the way Papa Stevens was just bringing the truth, <laughs> I was bringing it to him. Okay, and I was just convincing myself. And the way that that I view this right now, I feel pretty clear. Now, some news is going to come out tonight, or I'm going to wake up on the different side of the bed tomorrow. I still have ten days, and something's going to change. And by the way, we can see the draft right now. It is a week from Thursday, which is awesome. So things can change, but right now, the way I view this is, it's pretty clear. What what options are there for the Broncos? Now, if if Devin White is there at 10, I can very much see that being the pick, and I can't discount that at all. What are the, what are the odds? Greater than 50% or less than 50% that he's there? All of a sudden, people are mocking him lower, so I'll say it's mm. it's 50. Okay, and I would probably say under 50. Uh, not just the Bucks. I'm worried about the Lions um, and and teams in the six seven eight range nagging him so so take him off the board in this scenario and if you say 50 percent, i think that's fair to in some scenarios to take him off the board then devin bush comes around ryan i can get on the idea that john elway would give vic fangio his guy but give him his second option in the first round with the 10th overall pick it's hard for me to swallow. It's hard for me to understand and believe that John Owey would do that. I feel in that scenario, John says, look, take Mac Wilson in the second. Uh, take Ter- Terrell Hanks in the third. We'll give you a guy, but not with this 10th oh, overall pick, giving you the second best guy. So then I go, okay, offensive line, what? You're going to to win now this year? You're going to draft. You're going to reach for an offensive lineman and then move Garrett Bowles to guard that? That doesn't add up to me. That's not a powerful move that John O would want to make at 10. Um, so what a defensive line. And if we're talking about win now, getting a defensive lineman helps you this year. 
but this isn't getting Bradley Chubb last year where he's going to go and play 80% of the snaps. He's not going to do that. This is a guy where he's... Is he a starter? If you draft Ed Oliver, is he a starter week one? Should be, yeah. Whoever you pick at 10 better be a starter week one. And I agree, and I, I think he would be, but I don't think it's. I don't think we're talking an eighty percent guy. I think he's a rotational guy, and I really see it being a huge move for the future. Because when you do that, you're saying either Derek Wolf, Adam Gotsis, or Shelby Harris isn't here in the future. And in fact, I think two of those guys probably aren't there if you're investing a tenth overall pick. So he he helps you this year, no doubt. But is he a huge impact? Ah. I don't know how much of an impact. Wide receiver, no. We know they're not doing that. Running back, we know they're not doing that. Uh, outside linebacker, we know they're not doing that. Cornerback, no. You, you can't do that and have that be a win-now move because, in fact, that is just as much, if not worse, of a win-later move than quarterback because cornerback, you're saying bye to Chris if you go cornerback in the first round this year. So... I don't view that. So then I go, okay, so what are you getting? At 10, you could get a defensive lineman that helps you this year. And, and of course, putting Devin White to the side. You could get a defensive lineman that helps you this year, but really, really helps you in the future. So what are you doing? If your quarterback is there, that's your guy. Just do it because that is obviously the the most impactful position uh and uh, yes he's not helping you this year but i just broke down how maybe little the other positions are helping you and then you say well joe flacco my response to that is you have no investment in joe flacco a fourth round pick is nothing 18 million dollars is nothing you could cut him and the contract is so friendly this just pans out where i think joe flacco and i'm convinced over this weekend that joe flacco is a fantastic smokescreen. Now, I'm not necessarily convinced that they are 100% going quarterback and 100% got Joe Flacco to be a smokescreen, but Ryan, like we said, when they got Joe Flacco, we still could both see them drafting a quarterback at 10. It just made it so they weren't desperate, so that the Bucks weren't sitting there at five saying, you got to give us three first-round picks to come and get your guy. That's what Joe Flacco did. It, it was a brilliant move to do. No investment. And gosh, I'll, I'll get off my perch right now, but that's just how I see it. I feel so comfortable with that right now. Now tear it apart. <laughs> I don't know. I can see it. I just I don't think it, I, I think you're in a different mind space than John Elway. Hmm. Uh, and, and look, I've. I, I really don't want people to get it twisted with the fact that I don't want the Broncos to draft a quarterback or don't think they should do it. Right. It's more about what they will do. And to me, what they will do is pick a player who can help them right now. And, and I get that what you're saying about, like, well, this, these players are still going to help you more in the future than they help you now anyway. But I just think – they want a guy who's going to help them right now. And, and, I, and I still always come back to the fact that they truly believe Joe Flacco is the quarterback for at least the next three years. And that is the intel we got, and that's the feeling we got in Indianapolis, and that's the hardest thing to put down with this is they, they – and, and my only – the only thing that I have to dispute that, because I believe that too, is – John Elway, in the introductory press conference a few times, very, very subtly mentioned the value 
and the compensation was right for Joe Val- for for Flacco. If you thought he was that guy before you traded for him, and you thought he was the guy of the future truly entering his prime, did the value matter? Now, of course, if the Ravens said, we want two first-round picks, then you've really got to be convinced. But if they said, we want a second-round pick, and Joe Flacco wants a new deal, well, you've really got to make sure. And maybe that value isn't there anymore. And that just gave me a little bit of pause with that. Uh, I mean, if you're, it's so much better for us if you're right. <laughs> yep. It's so much better. So my question for you is, who helps the in this draft, who helps the Broncos the most this year? Of any player. Any player. That's going to potentially be available at 10. Yeah. Um, Quinnen Williams would be, I mean, a freak. Not going to be there at 10. But it's a, po- <laughs> it's a slight, slight, slight possibility. And then if he's there, then yeah, change everything I just okay. said. Um, Devin White. Probably Devin White. It, that, that's who my seconds. number one probably yeah. is. Who would be second? Um, at Oliver. Probably. And uh, he's a rotation player, right? Uh, a guy who, I agree, probably will be a starter, but I think we'll, we'll get a lot of spell so that he can be effective on, what, 50% of the plays? So that he's in there and can be his best at 50% of the plays? And that can be dominant. It can be dominant. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But then after that, after Ed, Ed Oliver, Who? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of players that would still help you, but who would who would have who would you be thinking of and say, "Wow, that really helps you this year," and then you have to put on on top of that, who really helps you this year, that makes it worth it to not take a quarterback because this guy is just going to help you so much this year that we can ignore quarterback. I I think the you know whatever defensive lineman might be there. Um, which it's a deep class yeah it's a deep class I mean Tillery again it's probably a little bit of a reach but I still think he would help you a lot this year Um, Devin Bush would probably still help you a lot this year so I get what you're saying all of the players would help more than the quarterback though and that's what I keep coming back to is is the only one that you can't get better with this year unless he ends up starting for you as quarterback and that that I, I can never go away from that. But here's the other thing: is kind of lost my train of thought. Vic Fangio wouldn't be against taking a quarterback. That buys him big time time. Yep. Especially if he's not playing this year. Yep. But it, it probably buys him at least three years. Mm-hmm. In in totality, yeah, it does. Because this year's a wash. Next year, when he's a rookie, it's a wash. So he gets that third year. Year three, you got to do something. Yep. As it stands now, if it doesn't work, if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't work in year one, some some alarms are starting to go off. Right. If it doesn't work in year two, well, Vance Joseph will be waiting for you at the bar <laughs> down the street to drink your sorrows away. So it's better for – I mean, it's always better for a coach if there's a rookie quarterback around, unless you're Steve Wilkes. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, other than that, I still think Vic Fangio would say – Dude, we got a quarterback. We have Joe Flacco. Rich Gangarello is saying, Joe Flacco is about to be a top 10 player in this league. And John Elway is saying, you're right. It is going to fit. I mean, give him Marquise Brown at 10. That helps you. TJ Hawkinson. I wasn't even thinking. I was only thinking defense earlier. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. That helps you. 
Jonah Williams. That helps you right away. So if I was to rank all the candidates at 10 and how they would help the Broncos, there would be a long list of players that comes before the quarterback. Of course. I just think that long list of players that helped the Broncos this year before a quarterback, if you really boil it down and you're honest with yourself, probably is very marginal in how much they help you outside of one or two guys. And the way we've seen, or the, the way Ed Oliver performed at his pro day, he's rising up boards. Devin White, who knows if he's going to be there, like 50-50 shot right now. Uh, and so if those guys are gone, then you're just looking at guys who maybe it's not that much of an impact, and what, what are we doing? Why are we passing on a guy who, if the Broncos love Drew Locke, then, then you got to pick him. And speaking of Drew Locke, crickets, Brian, it was quiet after he visited. Even more reason to think, okay, if they really wanted to smokescreen this, wouldn't we got a great report coming out uh, last week about Drew Locke like we talked about last week? Uh, and uh, Dwayne Haskins, what would you think of uh, him showing up in the number seven jersey? So let me just first say, there was nothing that came out about the visits of any quarterback. We yep. didn't hear anything about Thorson. We didn't hear anything about Locke. We didn't hear anything about Haskins. We didn't hear anything about who's the other guy that they brought. Daniel in. Jones. They went and visited. Did they bring? Did they end up bringing in Kyler Murray? Not, not yet. Not yet. Reports that maybe that's the ultimate smoke screen. Wouldn't that be something? So, um, nothing came out at all, which totally leads to your point uh, about drafting a quarterback. I think, but as it relates to Haskins. I freaking loved it. <laughs> Absolutely, positively loved it. And I was annoyed as heck in my mentions that people were like, this is unprofessional. Oh, man. This is not what I want for my quarterback. <laughs> I was like, you clearly just don't like Haskins. So Dwayne Haskins, at his official visit last week during the bomb cyclone, he wore a John Elway number seven Broncos jersey to the facility, of course, met and saw John Elway, and... Uh, to me, I agree. How can you not love this? It's fun. Um, Dwayne Haskins obviously has liked John Elway. War number seven at Ohio State. I don't know if that was because of John Elway or not, but it's something different. And from what I heard is agents tell their players not to wear sweatpants and full sweats to these, and they tell them not to wear a full suit. You know, a lot of these guys go business casual. Drew Locke wore a suit. Mm. And a lot of guy, a lot of the guys go business casual, and it, it is a job interview. I would probably do that, but it's something fun. It's something different. I'm okay with that. I would 100% do something like what Dwayne Haskins did. Now, would you do it to every team, or would you just kind of, if you love John Elway, do it to him? I would come up with something clever for every game, or mm. for everything, mm. every meeting. Because here's the thing. Let's just bring this into real life. Uh, I want a job down at the Omni Golf Course. And I know they're doing open interviews from 4 to 6 on Saturday afternoon. There are going to be 50 other people that come through before me. And honestly, I know that it's not only my qualifications that are going to set me apart. I have to do something. That when, when they think back on these interviews, they're like, oh, my God, the guy mm-hmm. who did that yep. really stuck out to me. Whether that is um, writing my resume on a scorecard and it's tied in with golf and they're like, oh, that was kind of cute. That was smart. That was different. 
or something along those lines that just makes them say, oh, yeah, that guy. Remember the guy who did that? Yep. He was. He seemed pretty cool. He you know, meets the qualifications we're looking for. He's not as qualified as that other guy. That other guy seemed like a real nerd. So that's what you got to do. You got to set yourself apart. <laughs> and that's what Dwayne Haskins did. Because when John Elway thinks back on his meeting with What's the Oregon linebacker? Justin Hollins. Yeah, he might say, like, oh, yeah, that kid was smart. He was cool. Right. You know, but no matter what, he's not going to remember anything more than the dude who came in with the bright orange John Elway jersey. <laughs> yep. And this is all about standing out. Yep. you got to do something. Remember we said before, John Elway's going to have to fall in love. According to the report from Sports Illustrated, John Elway understood the humor in it. He appreciated it. He thought it was a good gag. It was funny. It was like in Step Brothers when they wore the tuxedos to the job <laughs> interview. Like that sticks out. That he, he was sitting there. He's like, I get this. This makes sense. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Step Brothers is like, you know, the, the jersey. It's funny. I like it. You got the job. <laughs> and unless Dwayne Haskins, you know, goes overboard with it, and when he meets with John. All he does is talk about how much he loves him as a player and as a person and as an executive and goes way too overboard. Well, th- come on. Everyone loves flattery. So if if John is sees this guy wearing his jersey, that's a good initial impression, right? You laugh. It's something to talk about. I, I think it's, it, it's really smart. Now, what do you do when he visits the Giants? Do you maybe wear a Peyton Manning jersey? Just to really rub it into Eli? He's not even his favorite Peyton? You can't do the jersey <laughs> thing every time because it makes the one you had less special. Yep. Um, but you, you can come up with something for every team. Yep. And it just shows that that you've done your research a bit. Obviously, wearing a John Elway jersey isn't like doing a crazy amount of research. But I agree. Do something different. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another thing that you always get advice before you, have a, you go into a job interview. Learn about the company. Yeah. Know what you're going in there. Because if someone comes in to interview for BSN and they're like, so what exactly, like, what exactly is BSN? Like, I get you guys cover sports, but like, what's your mission? Right. Well, then I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, uh, well, here's our mission. Blah, blah, blah. If someone comes in and they're like, dude, throwback to the BSN Buffs podcast. <laughs> I listen to that every week. Yeah. I miss it. Uh, like, you know, that was so fun. You and B-Bad's on there. That was great. Like, then I'm like, oh, man, this dude is a BSNer. Yep. So it always makes a difference to have a little personal touch. You can ask, like, you know, Dwayne Haskins just said, what are the opportunities for advancement in this company? <laughs> Could you imagine if they draft Dwayne Haskins at 10? And John says, you know, he really just stuck out to me when I saw that seven number orange jersey on him when he made that official visit. And from then on, I knew he was the guy. In fact, I want to unretire my number so he can wear it. <laughs> that would be really risky. <laughs> it would be. What if he did that, though? That's like the ultimate vote of confidence. It would be. I mean, uh, Fran Tarkenton, or no, sorry, uh, Frank Trapuca did it for Peyton Manning. What makes John Elway above doing it? What if that's the example John pointed to? Worked pretty well, didn't it? Yeah. As he shows us his super boring that he got from 50. Yeah, he's like, last time we unretired a number, it worked out pretty well. He shakes the ring around. Uh, he's like, and seven actually helps us win. win, win. He's got the other two on the other hand. Wouldn't that be just so baller? Idiot. I mean, going from 11 wins the past two seasons, you, you, not only do you draft a quarterback, but you put 
all your confidence behind him. And here's another thing. He understood – I think he understood that John Elway is a guy who gets this. Yeah. Because if you do it to some, you know, some herm over there <laughs> uh, in some city, like, and you come in wearing, like, a Joe Montana jersey in, in – well, that wouldn't – John Lynch is another guy who would get it. Right. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they're like, oh, I was unprofessional. Right. John Elway's not going to do that. And also, you're the first guy to do it. Let's say, uh, I don't know, Clayton Thornson meets with them today, even though I know he's already met with them. And then, you know, where is it? John Noe jersey. It's like, okay, you're just a copycat. Right, exactly. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Get your own shtick. <laughs> All I'm saying is it can only help. Yep. And I tip my cap to Dwayne Hassens for coming up with something like that. And you know what? And someone else said, like, agents normally would, would recommend against this. You know what I would say to a kid if I was their agent? You let, if that's you being you, right. do it. You know, because you don't want to get hired by a place acting like someone you aren't. Right. If I go into a place and I'm like, I'm extremely organized <laughs> and I always do everything on time <laughs> and uh, I, I revert back to my planner on everything. Right. And then they hire me and they realize I don't do any of those things. They're and like, I kind of your just, planner day one. <laughs> yeah. And I go to the beat of my own drum. They're going to be pretty uh, disappointed <laughs> that they hired the guy who said he did all these things. That, and and that's just the way it is. Like they should have hired you <laughs> instead of me. But you you just be you. Yep. And if you, be, you being you is like doing a funny little gag where you wear a John Elway jersey to meet John Elway, then that's you being you, and that can only help you, and it can only get you in a situation that's going to be advantageous to you. And Dwayne needed to do everything to convince the Broncos to to draft him because in order for the Broncos to draft him, they're probably going to have to trade up. Oh, yeah. Well, most likely. Most likely. So you got to make him fall in love. And exactly. Clearly, to me, another thing, if you're John Elway, that shows he really wanted to ace the interview. Right. He really wanted to be a Denver Bronco. Yep. All right, Zach, let's take a break here. And when we come back, there are plenty of questions to get to. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back into the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And as always here in the second segment, especially when you guys are bringing the heat in the comment section, Zach and I get to all of your questions and try and help you answer them. So, Zach, 
What do we got first? First one coming in from Den18 Broncos1 fan says, Hey guys, I really enjoy your podcast and I hope provide some contrast to Zach and Ryan's show. Of course, this was coming in on the draft pod. He says, I really want to work to increasing my football IQ to understand schemes and how to evaluate players, but I have no idea where to start. The more I lean on this show, the more I realize how little I know of the sport I love. Do you have any recommendations of good resources? I couldn't tell you the difference between a 3-4 and a 4-3. R-I-P. Ryan, any any places for Den 18 Broncos 1 fan to turn to? Absolutely. Uh, there is a book out there that I actually have right behind me on the bookshelf right here. Um, and... I've read it multiple times just because I, I don't think you can ever stop learning about football and there's a lot of information to uh, to take in there, but it will totally help you understand everything you need to know. And then I think if you can um, go on to Draft Express or one of those places that shows film uh, and apply what you're reading in there and then take it on there and say, oh, okay, this is an overfront or this is an underfront or this is a 3-4, this is a 4-3 or that's the nickel and that's, you know, whatever it is. Um, the book is called Take Your Eye Off the Ball. Mm. And it's by uh, Pat Kerwin, I believe is the name of the writer, who was a former um, front office guy in the NFL. And it's really helpful. A lot of visual stuff in there. I feel like I've brought it up enough on this podcast to get some some payback for that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's really, it, you can find it at any bookstore on Amazon or whatever. Shouldn't be too expensive. And actually... In, here in 2019, I don't have a disk drive in my computer, but they, there is an edition that comes with a disk that you can put into a DVD player or whatever and watch and, and, and kind of it'll teach you with the film. Man, that is way cool. Another thing, I think you're doing it right now, listening to us five days a week because uh, one of the things that's so great about us is we go so in-depth whether it's Broncos, whether it's NFL, whatever it is. And that's what's great about BSN is if you want to listen to Broncos, you come to us. If you just want to listen to Nuggets, you go to those guys. You have all your outlets, but you know what you can also do? You can turn to all four of us, uh, all four different shows you get to choose. um, And especially with the Draft Pod, that's where obviously you're going to get the very inside looks at, at these college players and get to know all the scouting terms. Us, anything with Broncos, we dive into the draft, everything. So, um just what you're doing. It, immerse yourself. And also, feel free to ask us these questions that you have. That's what the comment section's for since you're a subscriber. So, really quick, 3-4 and 4-3. It's, it's actually very simple. 3-4 three, means three, de- three defensive linemen, four linebackers. 4-3 means four defen- defensive linemen and three linebackers. So, the Broncos run a 3-4, meaning... Uh, they have three big guys on the defensive line and four linebackers. Now, when you look at it, though, probably doesn't look like there's only three guys on the defensive line because two of those guys, typically Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, are linebackers, but typically they're pretty much always playing on the line. Yeah, the thing about four, three, four, and 4-3 is it's kind of an outdated thing now because really what the Broncos are running is like a 5-2-4, you know. Right. They're putting five guys – like. Five guys are going after the uh, the passer on pretty much every play. Yep, and they're gonna. It's gonna get mixed up this year, though. So that's a simple one. But I mean, you you do make a good point. The more you immerse yourself in coverage and watching every game and stuff, you'll just pick it up as you go. But 
we're probably not going to sit here for a podcast and break down the route tree and what that mm-hmm. means. And and so when we say a guy's a 79er, if you have no idea what the route tree is, that's gonna might not make sense to you. Right. But if you do go read that book, it should be a quick, easy read if, if you're not like me and you don't take months to read a book. <laughs> um, it's pretty, you know, it's not very dense. It's got lots of illustrations and all that sort of stuff. If you go through and read that, you'll actually have a much better understanding of what an inline tight end is or whatever yeah. it may be. Things that we kind of just throw around as what's obvious to us on this show. But if you're just getting into the game, um, it will really accelerate your knowledge on that sort of thing. He says, another quick question. Are you still doing a weekly draft show after the draft? I hope so, as it would be cool to get insider knowledge year round. We try to make Andre do the draft show as long as we possibly can. <laughs> Eventually, he taps out and says, all right, well, I can't do any more draft shows until there's college football right. um, to talk about for next year. But it, he'll be doing <clears throat> a good few after the draft ends to break down what the Broncos got, how the other teams did in the draft, um, what next year's draft looks like on the surface. But eventually, when we get into the summer, Andre will turn to us and say, okay, I've talked about everything. I can't. I need you guys to take it back over. So um, we don't look forward to that day because we like the draft podcast. Uh, but, yeah, it, it should, be, should be It should be a while. Oh, wow. I just realized today is uh, Russell Wilson Day. Mm. It's April 15th. And apparently he will not sign a contract if it's not done today. That's unbelievable. I don't believe it. <laughs> Literally, I, I mean unbelievable in the sense that I don't believe it. Yeah. I mean, I wonder why. Do you have an offer that you send over today? Oh, yeah. His agent's been in Seattle the last three days. Because I'm, I'm saying if I'm the Broncos. Oh, if you're the Broncos, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, an yeah. offer. Mm. You, you, you know, you just pick up the phone and say, hey. It's uh, April 15th. Tax day. In case you want to get some of those that luxury tax off your books, mm. we're willing to give you number 10, our second round pick, our first round pick next year, Joe Flacco if you want him, Yep. and uh, we'll throw in Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr. too. <laughs> take it. Would you take that? If I'm the Broncos? If you're Seattle. Hell yeah, I would if I'm Seattle. I mean, if you, well, they know. Is it getting done or not? At this point, you probably right. have a good idea. You take that. The Broncos, you take it too? Hell yeah. Wow. And you get Russ. You got Bradley Chubb. Yep. You, you got two cornerbacks. You have two corners. You can take now pass rushers there for you at 10 if you want to go another young pass rusher. There's plenty of pass rushers. You Montez don't have 10. Sweat. You don't have 10. Oh, right. You don't have 10 anymore. Okay, well, that, that, that's yeah, still... Yeah, your quarterback. You do have your quarterback. Yeah, you don't have 10 or Man. 41. That's pretty tough because you are going to have holes that you can't fill. Like but you're going to have a court. You're going to have the guy. No more questions. And some cap space because you just got Von Miller and Joe Flacco off your books. You're going to have a lot of cap space next year. And for John, what's the thing he's had to worry about? Uh, more often than not, is quarterbacks. He'll never have to worry about a quarterback for the rest of his his tenure. That's a pretty huge thing to get off your books. And then you sign up Russell Wilson. Yep. What for whatever? You pay him whatever. Yeah. The sticker shock may be a shock at first, but tomorrow you'll be over it. Five years, one hundred fifty million. Yep. 
Oh my, it's such a no-brainer. Yep. I'm not advocating for trading Von Miller, but if you can get your quarterback situated, we like smart Broncos fans have realized. Yep. Having a great outside linebacker doesn't win you football games. No. It can help you win football games if you have the other pieces there, but it doesn't single-handedly win you football games. Exactly. Having Russell Wilson is an unbelievable uh, addition to your team. That is, you cannot put a price on it. You can't. There's no price too high. No. In my opinion. If they counter offered that, I would still say yes. <sighs> Don't you make the call? And you are in a perfect situation right now with Joe Flacco because they want him. Great. They they get a a starting NFL quarterback to be the their bridge for however long this year next year two years from now uh, they probably wouldn't wait that long or they say no we don't want to take eighteen million dollars on the salary cap and you say okay Joe it's been a great month with you we're gonna cut you and owe you no money thanks for your service <laughs> real quick and in, in the guy that they would be getting in Russell Wilson I got a DM uh, mm. from one of our listeners Preston. And he said, hey, RK, listen to the conversation about Russell Wilson and wanted to share this. A girl I went to high school with was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer and had to move from Anchorage, Alaska to Seattle for treatment. She ended up passing away in our senior year, but it seemed like every month she and her family would post visit, uh, post photos of Russell Wilson visiting them and giving them love and hope. Seriously, all the time. It was obvious that it was more than a photo op for him. He legitimately cared for them. I can't stand the Seahawks, but I will always root for a guy like that. Anyways, thanks for the podcast. Holy cow. That gave me the chills. That right. is that is thank you, Preston, for reaching out. Yeah, so really sorry to, to hear that she passed, but uh I mean that's the guy you're getting. Yeah. You're you're getting a franchise quarterback. You're getting the face of the franchise. Yeah. And Von Miller's presence is pretty irreplaceable. That would do it. In a heartbeat. It's just it's it's like Tim Tebow. No one wanted Tim to leave. Everyone loved Tim Tebow as a person, as a player. Yeah, a lot of people, most people did as a person, as a player. He was, he was great. When you get Peyton Manning, was anyone, I mean, maybe one person was saying something. There was a weird group of people who (laughs) probably actually still upset about it, honestly. Um, But you're right. Here's the thing. Are the Broncos Super Bowl contenders right now? No, I don't think so. If you put Russell Wilson on their team, are they Super Bowl contenders? I would sure. say so. I don't think you can say no. That's your answer. Right. It's an easy answer. Even without a first-round pick and a second-round pick and Von Miller and Chris Harris Jr., you are a, um, you're, further, you're further away on defense. You are miles closer on offense. And you know what Russell Wilson, the offense that he runs in, uh, in Seattle – it's an under center run when he's at his best run first offense. Yep. And he just goes out there and makes plays when they need him. That's what they want to do. Right. And you don't need a good offensive line. <laughs> be nice for him. <laughs> it would be probably extend his career a few <laughs> years to get the hell out of Seattle. Yep. But this, it, it, it would be, a, I, I, the reaction from the fans would be really interesting. It would be because people are going to be, I mean, I bet people would cry over Von Miller not being in Denver think so but they would also be ecstatic that all of a sudden all of a sudden they have the quarterback fixed forever serious question would john elway trade for a 511 quarterback 
for the love of God. <laughs> the fact that yeah, that would even be a question <laughs> is so dumb. Because Joe's 6'6". If that was the reason <laughs> that you wouldn't make this trade, you shouldn't have the job. Yeah. <laughs> I would think it would be different as he's a proven guy. Not to mention under center he's proven. Yeah. Extremely <laughs> under center. Under center almost maybe more than everyone else. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Do anything it takes. And do it today. I mean, make them an offer that makes them think, how good is Russell Wilson? Yep. Make them an offer where, where they and, s- tell his agent, what about Denver? And apparently they love Drew Locke. Mm. So then they're saying, well, we can just bring in Drew Locke. Right. And we can package these picks with Denver and we'll still have something extra. How about this? If you're Arizona, would you trade them number one in a, in a big package? For Russell Wilson? Yeah. You're going to get Kyler Murray. Mm, Seattle would? You are, your options, if you are the, uh, the Cardinals, are Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. Wow. Kyler. Wow. All right. I actually uh, didn't expect you to agree. I, I probably either. would go Kyler as well, just because you, the whole point this is happening is because you think Kyler is perfect. Exactly. And Russell actually would have to adjust to go into the spread offense. Yep. Whereas Kyler's just going to come in and it's going to be natural for him. But that is a huge risk. With zero bust potential with Russell. Right. You know who you're getting. Yep. He's a two-time Super He has two Super Bowl appearances, one that he won, the other one that he probably should have if the offensive coordinator just made the right call yep man that's a good question it is and i it's something you have to think about if you're arizona yeah certainly is man it's pretty crazy to not take russ that is that is crazy he's 30 30 so 10 years left you gotta take russ (laughs) you probably do (laughs) you gotta take russ and if you're the broncos there's no price too high. The The thing that I'm hearing is two firsts, a mid, and a player. Are they thinking it? That's what that's what people are saying would likely be the price. This year's first, next year's first, this year's third, and Chris Harris. Might not even have to put in Von Miller. You do that deal right now. Oh, yeah. That would be a steal. Uh, comes in from House Wolf. He says, what up, guys? I love a few things about this pod. Shows every day, food controversy, the loud, the large size Zach takes before he makes a point, <laughs> the player GM scenarios Ryan plays out as girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend scenarios, <laughs> and arguments about straw holes, hashtag team one hole. <laughs> I defy you to find another podcast with that list of nuggets. <laughs> That's too cool. Thank you. He says, the Flacco smokescreen scenario blew my mind. Is there precedent for something like that? I like what Elway has been doing, moving himself into a position of strength before he wants to make the moves he wants to make. Negotiations are won by people who don't need to make the moves. Before free agency, he was not in a position of strength regarding the cornerback position and the upcoming contract negotiations with Chris Harris. A few signings later, and he not only made the back end a ton better, he will put himself in a I-don't-have-to-sign-you position of strength, not to mention what the draft will bring. I think he will and wants to sign Chris Harris, but with... 
but it may help with the numbers a little. I also can't imagine the team without Strap. Regarding the draft, I have no idea what's going to happen, and it makes me even more excited. I seriously can't wait to see what we do. I'm the opposite. The, <laughs> the uncertainty gives me unrest. Uh, 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 uh. There's just so much uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, I guess we were pretty convinced they were going to take a quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. And I guess there wasn't. I, I guess I was like so convinced that I wasn't. I didn't feel the unrest. Right. Now I'm so. There's so many different possibilities that I feel like I know nothing. Yeah. Although, like, I still, I do have like the information that I've been given, so I, I'm basing everything off of that. But that stuff's been wrong before, so I'm not going to be shocked if what I've heard doesn't end up being the truth. And last year they were at five. Only four things happened to ha- had to happen before, and we. We thought Saquon was probably going to go before. We thought two quarterbacks were going to go before. Uh, Thought Bradley Chubb was going to go at four right before him. Uh, And so there was some uncertainty, but now you double that. And there's even more uncertainty. Outside of the number one pick, which there's being some questions now on, which I would say don't listen to. Outside of the number one pick, there's so many questions still. All right, he goes on um, to share a nice poem with us. Oh, that it, okay. That is not his poem. Okay. At first I thought it was, and I was like, wow, this is deep. <laughs> but this is a poem. He says, in an attempt to ensure uh, a two-hour podcast, here's my poem about Colorado. <laughs> it's called Dear Colorado by Jordan Rowan via HelloPoetry.com. <laughs> Dear Colorado, are you still awake? You're like a fantasy I have, like a risk I have to take. How have you been? It feels like years since we've kissed. How many people come your way? How many of them do you miss? I think what you said was true. I'm going to die alone and sad. But I've grown to realize that it wouldn't be that bad. Just let me see you again at least one more time. Once more and I'll never call. I want to die under your sky. Wow. That is beautiful. It's deep. <laughs> that is deep. Nice nice uh, way you delivered it as well. Thank you. Um, speaking of dear Colorado, mm. um... Drew Creaseman, who does the Rockies podcast, mm, wrote a song yes. about Colorado. He is a musician uh, in his spare time, free time. Whatever that alone means during time. the Rockies season. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's why I was like, I don't know how much of that he has. But uh, he, he tweeted it out, so I feel comfortable telling you guys about it. You can, uh, you can find it on his Twitter, at Drew Creaseman, or at Drew something Creaseman. You can find it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really, really good. It was really good. Colorado. Yes, and it's called Home in Colorado. Yep. Anyways, he says, I'm a simple man, so I don't know if that was a good poem or not, but it should buy us another minute or so. (laughs) As for food, he has a pertinent question. Ramen noodles. Do you put the seasoning packet in before the water boils, after the water boils, after you've put in the noodles, or after you drain the noodles? So apparently I've, growing up, I did ramen very, very strange, my girlfriend tells me. Do you know measuring glasses? Like the big ones. Yes. I would take one of those. I don't know why. Just You're talking like, about like a measuring, I don't know, yeah. I, like a measuring cup that's like four cups or something. Right, a right, big right. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put it all in there, throw it in the microwave, and eat it out of there. <laughs> why? She just thought that was the weirdest thing Oh, because you needed a certain amount of water. So you're like, oh, two yeah, cups just, of water. Exactly. It's just all done in there. And then there's just one dish at the end. She does it the gourmet way. She does it on the stove, you know, drains it, puts the right amount of water in. To me, it's ramen. It's just you just you just throw it all in. So I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be eaten as a soup 
Okay, or so if you well, drain, let me I ask just, you this. When did you put in the sauce or the, the seasoning? Before the microwave or after? In this case, before. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, that's where I think you're wrong. <laughs> so how do you do it? I mean, do you boil the water before and then do the noodles and let them cook and then do seasoning? I haven't had ramen uh, since my freshman year of college. And Take us back to those times. I did it this way. Okay. You boil the water. Then you put the seasoning in. Oh, wow. Then you put the noodles in. Okay. And you mix in the noodles until they're, you know, loose. And then, back then at least, <laughs> you take some Cholula mm, and put it in there so the broth gets like a yep. spiciness to it. Yep. Now, that's probably the opposite way I would have ever done it, is seasoning first. But it makes sense. It's a well, broth. It's seasoning once it's hot because right. it dissolves easier. It's right. just like you don't put the... Um, dairyless creamer in your coffee when the coffee's cold or else you get big chunks of it <laughs> you're right so that was my move um the microwave i the only thing i remember about like microwaving stuff is the little cup of noodles yep the ones that you just add water and yep. everything else is already in there yep so i guess that that's pretty much what you were doing man i didn't know there could be so many different ways to do ramen i haven't had i mean the ramen I get now, <laughs> it's a very different ramen than I was eating back then. There's like eggs in it now. and I, I've always wanted to try my hand at taking a pack of ramen noodles from the store, like top ramen, yep. and turning it into like a gourmet thing like they give you at Uncle. When we have it now, we don't, we don't do full gourmet. We don't go like meat and uh, Egg. the eggs, but throw a lot of veggies in, and it makes it... You feel better about yourself. I think I actually did have um when I was doing uh, like Blue Apron. Yeah. One of those was ramen. Yeah. And it didn't have an egg, and I made a little egg and threw it on there. Wow. You cook it before fully? Yeah, I just fried it and then threw it okay. on. Okay. Yep. Um. When people at when people come to Denver and ask me where they should go to eat, I tell them Uncle, which is the ramen place right down the street from my house. It is. Out of this world. And in uh, about a month, there's going to be one right down the street from my house. You're so lucky. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't go enough for how close it is to me. But the one that's by your house might not be as packed. That's the problem. Oh. Is There's only like 40 seats in the whole place. The, uh, the burger joint slash bar next door has benefited more off uncle than uncles benefited off themselves. Because you go and there's a two-hour wait, so you go to the bar next door. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people I know call that place just the waiting room. Yep. <laughs> okay, next one here is from Trade for Rosen. He says, okay, I'm shocked to hear the Corona hate. Not my go-to beer, but I'm a big <laughs> fan of a change-up every now and again, especially when the where the hundred with the 110 degrees here in West Texas. A few years ago, we had 30 consecutive days over 100 and 14 over 110. You've got to be kidding me. And you I, live there still. I don't mind the heat. <laughs> over 110 is probably like dangerous to play golf weather. Mm. And so that's going to that's gonna be a damper for me. And there wasn't even a day off in that month where you could have gone. There's never been a day in Colorado where I said it was too hot to play golf. That's a good point. In my life. Yeah, because 100 here isn't. And we rarely get hundreds. We'll get maybe days. two days a year. Mm-hmm. And even maybe. then, it's not miserable. No, I imagine a Texas hundred's miserable. The only time when it's miserable in Colorado when it hits a hundred is when you have to get back into your car, oh. and then it's like one hundred and thirty. <laughs> <your car>. Yep. <laughs> uh, but the yeah, the one hundred and ten in Texas 
seems like don't golf weather. Like can't. But I have, I will say, I like going down to Arizona in the summer because people are, the way people, the way I am with the cold in Colorado where I'm just over it and done with it, yep. that's how people are in Arizona. Yep. And it's the opposite of Colorado where in the middle of the summer, all the golf courses have to charge less. Right. Because people don't want to go outside. And yep. I'm like, it's 100 degrees. What, what are you guys doing? It's exact. I, we found this spot in Arizona where we go beginning of June and it's full summer prices. It's, it's a great spot. And to me, it's like in June, sometimes it's like, you know, 79 in Denver, but you're just craving the warmth. So, so 100 degree days, nothing. It's what I want. Yeah, people. Yeah, it's so weird. It's the opposite. And yep. then like in the middle of the winter, it's 70 degrees and everyone's playing golf. And that's when I'm <laughs> yep. really jealous. Right. But I like to go down there in the summer and just get sweet prices on nice golf courses. Yep. All right. He goes on and says, how's the keto process going, RK, or progress going, RK? I'm counting macros and I'm down 35 pounds, but considered keto for a while. Well, wow, sounds like what you're doing is working. So yeah. congrats on that. I'm down about 20. Dang, so keto's going congrats. well for me. I'm at a little bit of um of a, a plateau, but I feel like I just got to stay headstrong. Isn't that it? You got to break through it. Yep. So uh, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. Sorry for the ramen talk. Oh, I didn't even think about. It. Like I, I'm at that point now where it doesn't affect me. Well, so you've broken through the hardest wall already. Yeah, definitely. Dang. I, I mean. I've I've done like I was a vegetarian for a long time, mm-hmm. a long long time. So two months of keto is I don't feel like I've missed out on anything yet. Probably not the same diet. For some reason, no, not the same <laughs> diet. For some reason though, the the have you seen those Sonic commercials for the Oreo cone? No, it's a a, a cone made out of Oreo. Wow. With Oreo with uh, vanilla ice cream, Oreo crumbles, and then like a cream like a like an oreo cream sauce over it that'll make anyone crack that gets me every time <laughs> i don't blame you every time it comes on i'm like wow i'm am i sure i want to stick with this <laughs> it's the only thing that gets me i don't know what it is i feel like like a pregnant woman <laughs> it just like cracks me every time that sounds amazing though it stop really thinking does. about it the thing is it's like it's from a fast food place so i bet right. you it's not as good as it looks it's not no. One time I remember Domino's was doing this Oreo pizza. Apparently Oreo stuff gets me. I'm not even that big of a fan of just Oreos. It was like an Oreo style dessert pizza. And I thought it sounded like the greatest thing ever. And I ordered it and it was not good. <laughs> not even a little bit good. Uh, he goes on just to chime in and says he's anti-Tiger Woods. He just really wanted to get that out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, spam isn't bad when fried, he said. I believe it. Then he goes on and says, this may have been discussed, but what is the verdict on the mid-draft updates with reactionary content? I think that would be great. Very pumped for the draft. Denver has a great shot to get some quality players. We haven't discussed that yet. Uh, we'll probably come up with a plan next week. I do know that Andre will be doing some sort of reaction. Um, awesome. Whether we're doing additional reaction podcast-wise. I know last year we did one in yep. the middle of the draft, yep. which was nice. We'll figure it out. Yep. We'll figure it out. We're there for you guys. We always are. Uh, he says, trade back to get Tillery and a pick. Um, pick up a spare second, then select Bradbury or Risner with Denver's own pick, and then Isabella or McLaurin with the extra second, then Hanks in the third. Whew. None of that is that unrealistic, except for maybe Bradbury and or Risner falling to 41. Man, it sounds good. It sounds fantastic. You, you would be very happy coming out of a draft like that. Did you watch the Masters? I did. A little bit. The I end? followed it. Followed it. You watched the end? I saw it. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. So did I. I thought it was awesome. You always, always want 
want Tiger wearing the red on Sundays. I I get I totally get why people yep. are anti Tiger Woods. I'm not going to blame anyone for that. Um, but what gets me fired up is not coming back from the, the personal transgressions. Um, those were his fault. Yep. But the injuries on injuries with and this was part of it was his personal transgressions, but the failure. I mean, he cruised to 14 majors. It was, like, easy for him. Yep. And then all of a sudden, this guy who has been the best his whole life became not even close to the best. And for 11 years, tried to do the one thing that he could always do and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed. And how many people could fail for 11 straight years at something that they once dominated at and all of a sudden you've lost it and keep trying? The fact that he kept his head down and kept doing it and made the changes and recovered from the injuries in the back and the knee and the neck and came back and did it, forget his personal stuff. That is an unbelievable story of perseverance and triumph. And I, I was emotional over it because I just, the amount of work that went into getting back to that point is, is incalculable. And at what point had everyone written him off? I did. I, I think everyone did. And then everyone, not, not everyone, a lot of people kind of felt sorry for him. Ah, oh, man, you know, it seemed like he uh, had, had changed his personal life in a positive way. Uh, he had really tried then the injuries, and you're just like, man, this is, uh, it's sad to see him go out this way. And now the, the conversation is, is this Tiger now? Is he back? He's won majors at both. He's won majors at both of the venues that host the next two majors. And he's a favorite. He's, he's the al- favorite. Now he's going to be. He's always the favorite because the favorite's best but based on who's putting the most money down. Yep. And I had Brooks Kepka. I had some a little bit of cheese on Brooke, <laughs> Brooks Kepka, So I was a little bit bummed about that. But, I mean, that we, we witnessed an all-time great sports moment. Yep. It, it was. And I, I like golf. Not, it, not as much as you. But I love turning on the TV on a Saturday or Sunday, occasionally Thursday, Friday, and and watching what's going on, following it. And it's just so much better for the sport when he's doing well. Such a hard sport. That's the <laughs> yeah. other thing. The mental fortitude it takes just to have four days in a row where you don't suck. Yep. I mean, personally, if I have one great round – I have this hanging feeling over me that the next <laughs> one's going to be terrible. They have to fight that off for four straight days. Oh, man. And at Augusta, just add everything onto that because all all of the pressure's there. That's probably my number one bucket list is to play there. I don't yeah. know if it'll ever happen, but that is number one on my bucket list. It's so cool that money can't buy you a ticket there. Just all about getting the invite. Crazy. There, there's actually a course in Colorado called... Um, Oh, my God. I'm going to forget it. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Um, it's out in way eastern Colorado. And, oh, my God. It's so close. <laughs> you can only play there by invite. And I got to play there. And it was oh, really that's cool. odd. Maybe I guess is the next one then. I got it. Someone knows. Someone knows someone who knows me. We talked to a lot of people on this pod. Yeah, someone out there. One of you got <laughs> One of you lives near Augusta, knows a member. Can now that me Masters in? is over, now's the time. God, I would, cr- I would cry. I think I would cry on the first tee. <laughs> You'd have to. 
All right. A quick one coming in from BWR. He says, I guess we're doing this topic now. The O-line is a macro brew light beer. Technically, I'll get you. it'll get you by, but no one is ever going to be excited by it. Defensive line is an amber ale. Pretty good, definitely made with quality, but not something that leaves you going, wow, that's amazing. A hole is a divot made in a solid object. A straw is a flat piece of plastic wrapped around it. Wrapped around air. Hashtag team no holes. And final one, I have no football questions. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the next one here comes in from Hacksack. It says, look, not many people really eat witchetty grubs. <laughs> I have had them, though. Growing up on a farm, my diet was witchetty grubs and spoons full of Vegemite. It'll put hair on your chest. Oh, my gosh. I bet. I bet just you, you probably cherish every food. Yeah, I feel like after you eat that, you like throw in some <laughs> Copenhagen and smoke a cigar at the same time. I feel like witchetty grubs probably are the, the Copenhagen he puts in. Just throw a little... <laughs> Gross. I'm, like I said, we're, we'll both try it. Yeah, absolutely. So when we go on the world tour, yep. we'll try it in Australia. <laughs> From Tokyo Bronco, which is another place I want to go. Mm. Thanks for taking my comment regarding Coach Fangio possibly being able to talk to players directly from the box. Upon further research, your hunch is correct. Article 3, speakers and helmets. The coach-to-player system allows a member of the coaching staff in the bench area to communicate with a designated offensive or defensive player with the helmet. Communications from the coaches in the booth is prohibited. So you have to come up with something there. That's right. But that's be how he's Vic always done to it. To add, add in. That's that's how he's always done it. Yep. So, like uh, you guys mentioned in the pod, there will probably have to be a coach on the sideline who acts as an intermediary between Fangio and the players who are designated with the radios. I'm also down for a boogermobile scenario. <laughs> But I will not approve unless it has the customized by the artist's son who finished Blucifer, the blue Mustang statue out by the airport. I don't know if you guys know, but the original artist passed away after Blucifer fell on him. Talk about a scary horse right there. Red eyes beaming. Did you know that was his name? That's not its real name. Oh, okay. That's okay. kind of the, the Coloradans uh, name for it. I was left out of that. Really? I've, of course, I know the horse we're talking about. Yeah. And I did know that, the art, that it fell and killed the artist. Although, I'm sure it's real. It's it's mainstream enough that I think that's real. Uh, but there's a lot of conspiracies about things going down at DIA. I did a whole report on it my freshman year of college. Wow, so you know them all. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that people believe. And so are you going to release that report, or do, do our listeners just have to turn to YouTube? Based on my schoolwork, mm. it probably sucks. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's just some weird stuff. Like, some people believe that there's, like, a underground... Yep place where like the hundred most important people in the world would <laughs> yeah. be allowed to go yep. if there was like a a, a nuclear whatever fallout yeah um so there's all sorts of really crazy stuff that people want to believe and, and the thing that that ends it for me is the main part of this theory is that denver didn't need a new airport that's what a lot of people believe and they believe what is what do people talk about the what's that group of people the oh oh the yeah i know who you're talking about why can't we think of it the world order not the world order the it's something along those lines like the group like people say like lady gaga is a part of it (laughs) i can't remember what the term is but anyways they believe that that group of people wanted to build this airport for some reason well i don't know why they chose an airport um i guess because it's government owned right to have a safe place for x y and z 
the thing is, they people always say, well, they have, Denver had a perfectly good airport um, going on in Stapleton. If you ask anyone who lives in Colorado, I was too young. <laughs> right. They will tell you that Stapleton was not a perfectly good airport. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I just, all the theories go, to, go yep. away from me. DIA, I don't know if it doesn't help themselves out or does help themselves out. There's just some weird, weird things. The artwork, that. man. No, it is weird. That gets me every time. I'm like, <laughs> all right, why are we still, why is this still here? Yep. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to the rest of the questions.
If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue final segment here on the denver conspiracy theories podcast <laughs> thanks for tuning in and bringing us your conspiracy theories as always uh, the next one here comes in from pastor Rhett, who for some reason wants to talk about football <laughs> says a little happy draft math for us today the magic number is 10 Three quarterbacks plus four edge rushers plus two interior defensive linemen plus one uh, middle linebacker equals 10. Meaning, we are guaranteed to take one of the following. Devin White, Ed Oliver, or a top-tier QB. A third elite pass rusher, a juicy trade-down offer, or the top player at any position not included in the earlier equation. Mm. Here's a guide. Quarterbacks, if Murray Haskins and Locke goes, if... Bosa, Allen, Sweat, and Gary go, and if Williams and Oliver go, then that means White? Is yep. that what he's saying? It's here? just those are the 10. Those are the 10. One of them will fall to the Broncos. Right. Okay. So That is some, that is some happy draft math. Yeah. So, oh, uh, so here's how it is. One of Murray Haskins or Locke will fall. Yep. Or one of Bosa, Allen, Sweat, or Gary will fall. Or... One of Williams or Oliver fall, or Devin White falls. Who's the most likely one to fall? Like, realistically. There's four edge guys there. I think one of them is likely to fall. Mm. Which doesn't really help the Broncos. Who would it be? Montez Sweat, probably? Yeah. That's that's who I'd probably pick. I don't think he's... A to fall. Right now, I don't think he's a top ten. I think he's a top ten player. He's a beast. But I don't think he's going in the top ten right now because of the other three guys. I agree. Do the Broncos take him? Let's say all those other guys are gone. What do you do in that scenario? Is that worst case? You trade for Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is worst case if Sweat's the only one there because that means you're – and that's a possibility. I was going to say, who would leapfrog into this conversation that would put one of these other guys out? Someone desperate for an offensive lineman, mm. um, you know, jumps on Jonah Williams. Um, the Jaguars, they got their quarterback. Protect him. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Someone takes Monta, uh, uh, DK Metcalf too early. Right. Yep. So there are scenarios. Yep. There certainly are. Man. Where two of these guys are available, really. I don't think Bosa or Josh Allen is going to fall. Sweat and Gary, I. I don't think the Broncos would take him right now. 
It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense unless you really have something up your sleeve. If you want, if you're gonna trade Von Miller, <laughs> then I guess it makes sense. But no one, no one wants that. Yeah. Okay. This next one comes in from Tom Mercury. He says, "For whoever missed it, RK called the game-winning shot for the Avalanche over the weekend." We need to add, also, of course, calling the ga- the Rockies game. Have you had this at last hour? Put clarity in your mind about either Broncos at ten or the Avs game tonight. I tweeted about the 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 Avs game during intermission, so there was like okay. fifteen minutes before it happened, and okay. I tweeted about fifteen minutes before the Rockies mm. game. So I'm not messing with the formula. So the game tonight is at eight thirty. So I need to either be tuning into your Twitter at eight fifteen or at like what nine fifteen or ten. It's gonna be pregame. Okay, eight fifteen. I can feel there's two things brewing. Mm. Just got to see which one comes out with a better brew. Mm. Which one ferments better? Yeah, exactly. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you want to do two things just to make sure one comes out right. Would you ever... You would probably never put a negative one out, would you? You would never put that in the world. I got to go with what... Wow. Yeah, actually, my girlfriend gets mad at me for that. Because I'll just say, like, ah, he's going to hit a home run here. And she's like, don't say that. For the other team? Yeah, and then it'll happen. And she's like, you spoke that into existence. I'm like, no. It was already existing. That's why it came into my head. Oh, there we go. I love it. <laughs> or maybe I don't love it. We'll see. I just have to. I, I, I Maybe I'll keep it to myself if it's. Mm, but I just. be wise. I, I want people to see my powers. I was going to say what you can't do is keep it to yourself. Then after be like, well. At what I point would it. this become a story? that people are talking like how many in a row would i have to get right 10 oh i think less in this type of moment if if you're doing nuggets and abs in the playoffs right now and you hit i think maybe three playoff ones so yesterday doesn't really count you throw it in the equation but three you know, what's playoff funny ones. is i got so much more credit <laughs> for the uh, mckinnon one which wasn't exactly right i was three minutes off yeah, that's close. The Mark has one. I literally got exact. <laughs> you did. And I didn't get quite as much credit for it. Because <laughs> it's not playoffs. If I got like, I think if I got five in a row, there'd be some people would start freaking out. There'd be buzz. The, people I, would be waiting on that tweet. I'm the that's so Raven of sports <laughs> coverage. All right, next one. Oh, he goes on. If Russell Wilson is really available, he should become Elway's plan A. I have to assume Harris Jr., Flacco, and two first-round picks is a done deal for him. What say you? My thing is, why the hell would they want Joe Flacco? In case they love a guy next year. And it's not Drew Locke this year. I guess it's a per- it's, it, you can put them in the exact same position the Broncos are. Yep. They're like, I guess. Yeah, we, now we don't have to take a quarterback at 10. We can just cut him for free. And that man, could you imagine Joe Joe Flacco being traded today, and then being cut in two weeks from now? After they draft Drew Lock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Poor guy. I hope that doesn't happen to him. I know. I hope not. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I guess they would want Flacco. I guess. If you're Joe Flacco, do you wait until after the draft to move your family here? Because he said he was doing that. They're in school now. I mean, no. Are they all under five? So maybe it would be easier, but you could always just use that excuse. Look, I want to wait till the summer to move my family out here, and I don't think anyone's going to really ask him. So he doesn't have a time frame. I think they're already here. Mm. I think that the Broncos have assured Joe Flacco that it's okay to go buy a house. Uh, It's okay to move your family in. Then don't draft a quarterback. (laughs) It would be kind of messed up. All right, uh, from 702 Pilot. What airline do you travel on when you go to all those away games? 
when I get out of the Air Force and you're making bank, I'll be your executive pilot. Man. We need a BSN <laughs> private jet with a BSN logo Ooh, on the tail. Man. That would be sweet. Um, I fly. Not, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I fly Frontier. Sweet. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. The cheapest. Absolutely. Actually, it's a step above Spirit. Oh, yeah. Spirit yeah. feels a little low for me. It does. And But I'll man, do it if it's if it's significantly cheaper. Is this your story? Like, from Frontier to Private? How Ryan Koningsberg? I like that. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah. I, I always dreamed, like, what if there was, like, a, a Deadspin story of me just, like, having all this fun and it's, like, local journalist lives lifestyle far above his pay grade <laughs> <laughs> and it's like me at the box at the abs game or if you're far above it's in your private jet right exactly yeah all right let's do it i don't have much but <laughs> i'll give you a cut if he provides the uh, his time and the private jet you're in yeah let's do it <laughs> anyways he says now on to football kuiper released his newest mock acting as gms and we took oliver Risner and Finley, we talked about that one. Yep. Um, he says, if that's our pull, I'm very happy. I think we do need to draft a quarterback, but maybe not the third round where I think we can still get some immediate help. Where do you think we should go round-wise for a quarterback in the draft this year? On the other hand, McShay has us getting lock in the first round. Mm. And, and McShay's doing a little more talking to people, whatever that's worth. Wait until the final one that these guys do to really put your eggs in their basket. What round if it's not a first round quarterback and i will include dwayne lock dwayne haskins and drew lock falling to the second somehow it won't happen but i'll include that in there if it's not in the first round wait till day three yeah i i I agree with that don't take one in the third round and not in the second unless you're taking one in the first that's that's a good yeah that's a good one yep all right from ojf what is the one thing you absolutely don't want us to do in this year's draft? Zach, do you want to say it on three? <laughs> what is it? Okay, then I guess you don't <laughs> want to say it on three because I was going to say this one's pretty obvious. To me, I have an easy one. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think it's not the same as you, though. I don't know why. Let's do it anyway. Okay. See what happens. <laughs> on three, say their first and last name. Oh, okay, okay. I can play along with this. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, ready? One, two, three. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. <laughs> he's Were the, you going to go position? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, he's going to be the pick, isn't he? Oh, man. <laughs> we can doctor that footage afterwards to say, all right, who are the Broncos going to pick? Say it on three. One. <laughs> I love it. Just like... <laughs> um, What were you going to say originally? Here's what I don't want to see is a cornerback taken in the first two rounds in a situation that you don't also draft a quarterback in the first round so if they go drew lock you're cool with them going rock you sin i am because then you're clearly going for the future now it doesn't Mm -hmm. add up with everything else you've done this offseason um but have there really been any moves this offseason where you've said uh this guy can only help you this year kareem jackson is a really help you this year guy but he should be able to really help you next year as well I just don't want to see Chris Harris if you draft a cornerback in the first two rounds Chris is gone that is the ultimate win later move and so if you're gonna do that the only thing that makes it okay is if you also draft a quarterback but that quarterback like we said has to be in the first round 
So that's what I don't want to see is a corner without a quarterback. I like that. It makes sense. You got to be all in on one way or the other. If yeah. you're half in, you're just it's not neither of them are going to work. Yeah. I agree with or you. Or Daniel Jones. And I was definitely <laughs> you were definitely weren't going to say that on 3. No. I was <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one, two, three. Taking your quarterback with us. <laughs> Next time we'll just try it. All right. <laughs> From Barrelman 2.0. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said the first name, last name thing so badly. I was pretty confident we were going to rattle off the same thing, though. That would have been incredible if we it did. It would have been. People wouldn't have believed that it was real. I bet some people don't believe that, that the Daniel Jones thing was real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably thought we paused it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the magic of podcasting. We could have done that if we wanted to, but I was pretty confident that Zach knew what I was going to say. Next time we'll do that. All right. <laughs> From Barrelman 2.0. Curious to see if you or any of the other listeners listen to Stick to Football. It's the Bleacher Report draft podcast, and every mock I've seen from them since the Senior Bowl has the Broncos taking lock at 10. I think Elway has smoke screened the poo out of those guys. <laughs> what do you think? I don't with the quarterback stuff, it's hard to know what's an intentional smokescreen and what's an unintentional smokescreen because you could very well make a case that there's been no like leaks or reports from the Broncos about Drew Locke in the past month, which has been smokescreen month. There's been nothing from them. So you could say, well, they're not smokescreening anything about Drew Locke. you got to believe all this stuff way back then. Or, of course... Like Barrel Man 2 saying, John Elway did a masterful job of what, back in October and November, starting a smokescreen about Drew Locke. That's the, and then Joe Flacco, is he a smokescreen? Is he not? I don't know. Yeah, I think I want to. Uh, we loved Drew Locke. Remember, Drew, the whole Drew Locke thing was pre Joe Flacco. Yep. And when I left the Senior Bowl, I thought the Broncos were going to take Drew Locke. Yep. That was pre Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Flacco changed everything. So if you're, I, I think these guys are still falling for the John Elway fell in love with Drew Locke at the Senior Bowl thing. Right. And I think if that was the case, I don't think they would have went and got Joe Flacco. If if John just knew at the Senior Bowl, this is my guy. Now you can go um, Galaxy Brain and say John Elway went and got Joe Flacco because he wants Drew Locke. You calling me Galaxy Brain over here? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know okay the meme? With that? No. Oh, oh that's why. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> ga- there's like this meme where there's like like thinking logically, thinking a little crazy, <laughs> thinking insanely, and then like thinking crazy <laughs> conspiracy theories. Yep. Okay. That's what Galaxy okay. Brain is. So that's what you think it is. Galaxy Brain is like you're you're playing three D chess over here while everyone's just playing two D chess. That's what John's doing. If he does that. I'll tip my cap for the whole, for a whole hour, just, <laughs> just walking around with my tap with my cap tipped, just looking at him, just a, just for John, because that is impressive. If it that's would be. The case. It would be. All right, next last one here from Kai Olson says, "Hey guys, it's funny to hear your reference to the soccer player Radamel Falcao, as I got to meet him while I was working in the Premier League. I don't know if I got his first name right. Ray. You would know. I mean, I I can't take I've any." I can't take any credit for that. That was all you. I, I've never even heard his first name. I thought he was like uh, Nene or mm, Yao. Just a one-name guy. Just goes by Ichiro. Okay. Falcao. Yeah. That's what I thought. Anyways, he says, however, while he was exceptionally nice, I hope the similarities between him and Joe Flacco end with their names. Falcao ended up being one of the most embarrassing flops in recent soccer history. 
Are we talking about like on the field flops? <laughs> there are some embarrassing ones. And that sport for sure. He says he was purchased on a short-term loan by Manchester United with the option to buy him permanently for a total of 63 million euros. Really, what a weird just way to talk about. I mean, the the way they purchase players and stuff is well, so You can like different. loan players. That's so bizarre. I think it's so cool. It is so cool. It's just so foreign for an for 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 an American sports league. That's because we we don't even acknowledge sports leagues in other countries here in America. That's true. So like when you know, Juventus yeah. loans a player to Real Madrid. It's not like the Nuggets loaning a player to the Lakers. They're going to a whole different mm, country, to a right. whole different league, to a whole different everything. Okay, okay. So, we like, if there was right. a international football league, and I'm talking about right. American football, maybe you would see, right. oh, the Broncos need a quarterback. They're going to purchase the contract of this guy to bring him over, and then, and then he might just go back for next season. Okay. Well, thanks for culturing me, Kai and Ryan. No problem. Anyways, he says, Denver effectively has a trial period for Flacco with the option to keep him long-term is paying out the remainder of his contract. Flacco currently has $63 million remaining on his contract, (laughs) just like Falcao. Coincidence? (laughs) Yes. Is Flacco doomed to bust just like Falcao? Well, of course not. But if Elway is listening, just know that Falcao is eight inches shorter than Flacco, so I think you're safe. But still, (laughs) touch wood. (laughs) Got it for you. That's that, that is pretty weird. That's weird. That's pretty weird. Although euros, dollars, not a direct translation. Sixty-three million, boy, that is a lot. Someone responded to my Nathan McKinnon tweet the other night and was like, "You actually nailed this perfect. What people aren't realizing is that you were talking about Canadian time, which converts <laughs> to eight twenty-three of five minutes. That's amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. All right, got any buzzer beaters? None. No buzzer beaters today. Um, so you guys have effectively not done your part in getting us to a two-hour podcast which as we come into the afternoon here i don't mind no i I have no problem with continuing to talk with you (laughs) i do have some other things i would like to get done today especially i mean draft is coming close so if you have anything you want to do before just being buried away with me for days it's probably your time oh man it sneaks up on you it really does especially with all these playoffs going on this whole week is gonna go by so fast there's a playoff game every day this week that is so cool. I know. I'm really happy about that. I'll be at the Avs game tonight. Oh, man. Can't so, wait for your 8-15 tweet. They, maybe a little earlier. Okay. Sure. Also, um, the uh, – eh, I, <laughs> I, <need to> <laughs> I don't need to get into the don't, details. Don't. I don't need to you get into the wait. details. But, you got to uh, wait till you're, till you're touched. Go Avs. Go Nuggets. Go Rockies. And before we completely let you go here – I want to tell you about our friends over at LiveWell. LiveWell Enlightened Health is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-way half ounces and $60 pre-way ounces every single day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area alone. Visit LiveWell.com BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell, spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. Have a great day, guys. It's